Hey friends, and welcome to episode 89 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and as this post is going live, I am currently in the aisle seat of a plane traveling from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Charlotte, North Carolina. Where am I headed? Well, my bags are packed and I'm on my way to Creative at Heart Round 10, a conference for creative business owners to learn, be encouraged, and make heartfelt connections with like-minded entrepreneurs. I'm so excited to be on my way to a real live conference experience after the last year and a half of Zoom meetings and virtual summits. There's just nothing like an in-person conference experience. The energy, the excitement, the new friends you meet. But after months and months of conferencing via Zoom squares, you might be feeling kind of rusty at the whole conference prep thing. I know I am. When it comes to prepping for attending a conference, there's always a little anticipation and a little excitement mixed with some apprehension and maybe even some pre-conference jitters. That's why in this episode, I'm dusting off my favorite tried and true tips for making the most of your conference experience. No stress required. So today, I'm sharing exactly what you should do before you leave to make sure you're prepped, all set, and ready to go. I'll share how to squeeze as much value from the conference as possible while still making time for the fun stuff. You'll also hear tips on how to make new friends and approach that speaker you've been dying to meet. And finally, I'll cover what to do once you get back home to make sure you actually take action on all that you learned while you were soaking it up in conference mode. And as always, you can find all the tips I share in today's episode, plus links to any resources I'll mention over in the show notes. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 89. And while we're on the subject of conferences, I've got to tell you about one of my favorite conferences the School of Styling. The School of Styling is a gorgeous three-day retreat-style conference experience for creatives. It's the perfect blend of creative and business, and I'm so honored to be a speaker at the upcoming School of Styling workshop November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Mandeville, Louisiana. The School of Styling is designed so you can step away from the grind, give your creative juices the kind of surge that only comes from working in a new medium, and fall back in love with what you set out to do each day. Tickets for the School of Styling's November workshop are currently available at theschoolofstyling.com. But this is an intimate conference experience, and there are a limited number of seats available for a limited time. So jump over to theschoolofstyling.com to learn more and join us. Three days of hands-on, community-focused, and carefully curated education? Well, it could change everything. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Okay, so in the last year, the conference world kind of got turned upside down. But let's be honest, the whole world basically got turned upside down. And things are finally kind of sort of mostly starting to feel back to normal-ish. And that means that conferences that were once in person and then canceled or moved to virtual are now beginning to welcome attendees back with open arms and lots of hand sanitizer. So let's say you've got a conference on your calendar. You're super excited about what you'll learn and who you might meet, but you're freaking out because you've still got last minute work to tackle before you leave and your social skills are feeling a little rusty. You also don't want to be exhausted when you get there because you want to soak up as much of the experience as possible and be so incredibly inspired by the amazing roster of speakers and breakout sessions waiting for you in your conference itinerary. Whether your organization or your business is footing the bill, or maybe you're paying out of pocket, either way, you want to get your money's worth. And that means actually implementing what you learned or leveraging those new connections once you get back home with your conference swag bag. So I've rounded up a set of before, during, and after tips that you can use to make the most of your next conference experience so you can bring back everything you learned and take action instead of letting your conference notebook full of great ideas collect dust in the bottom of a drawer somewhere. Conference confidence? Here we come. First, let's talk about the before. What can you do before a conference to set yourself up for success? Let's back it up and start a few months out. First things first, and this should not be coming as a surprise from the time management coach. Once you've booked your conference ticket, add the conference dates to your calendar. Then the first thing you need to do is set expectations with your team. If you work with others, whether that includes your colleagues or simply a virtual assistant, give them as much notice as possible that you'll be out of the office during that time. And while you're at it, make sure you set expectations with your family as well. Will you need to coordinate backup childcare or babysitters while you're away? Will you need to schedule a pet sitter or dog walker? Will you need to stock up on your freezer stash because you're breastfeeding a baby? (laughs) That's certainly my situation as I'm on my way to creative at heart right now. It's July, but my family has known about this since February and we've been prepping for months. In addition to setting expectations for your team at work, you'll also want to scope out the weeks before and after the conference as well making note of any upcoming deadlines or project benchmarks or events that fall close to your conference dates. 
So for example, let's say your conference is in mid-November and your business typically does a big Black Friday sale. You'll want to make sure your conference dates and your time out of the office are factored in to your prep for the big sale. So another important before tip is to set your boundaries. You know, we can't help that sometimes things come up, but attempting to do all of your normal work on top of attending a conference is a recipe for disaster. You end up doing both pretty poorly. You're not fully present in the sessions, you're skipping networking opportunities, and you're not fully present in work either. So decide in advance what you're willing to do while you're in conference mode. For example, if you send a weekly newsletter on Tuesdays, like I do, are you going to send the newsletter from the conference or are you going to write it in advance and schedule it to auto send while you're grabbing a yogurt at the Continental Breakfast? It's also helpful to decide what constitutes an emergency while you're away. What should your team reach out to you for help with versus what should they handle on their own? When you're clear ahead of time about what you're willing to do and not do while you're away at a conference, you can set a boundary that'll keep you out of the lobby with your head down in your laptop when you should be in sessions being inspired by keynote speakers. So let's talk goals. Why are you even going to this conference? It's important to decide before you get there what your primary goal is for attending. For instance, are you hoping to learn about a specific industry topic? Are you hoping to make connections or cultivate leads for new business? Is there one speaker on the agenda that you're dying to hear and you're hoping that maybe they'll autograph a copy of their book for you? Regardless of what your goal is, It's important that you have one because it will influence how you show up and help you make decisions about how to spend your time while you're there. For example, if your goal is to learn a new skill being taught at the conference, like how to make Instagram reels for your business, you may choose to skip a networking happy hour so you can practice what you've learned and then get feedback from the instructor of your breakout session. If your goal, on the other hand, is to cultivate leads for your business, you might prioritize attending all of the super fun social events and skip some of the sessions that don't include a lot of interaction with others. Again, regardless of what your goal is, having one helps you be much more intentional with your time. Okay, so the conference is in your calendar and you're clear about your goal for attending. What's next? Here's what you can do a few weeks out from the conference. It's time to get social. Is there a Facebook group for the conference? Jump in and introduce yourself. Is there an Instagram account or a conference hashtag? Make sure you're following the conference accounts, even if you decide to go back and unfollow them later. But often, conference planners will share exclusive information through social media, which will help you feel more connected, confident, and ready once you arrive. If there's a special app for your conference, which is becoming more and more popular these days, make sure you download that too and set up your profile. A lot of conference apps these days include a directory, so if you feel comfortable sharing, make sure your info is up to date. You'll want to make it easy for new friends to stay in touch. Also, 
the conference social media or the conference app is probably where you'll get the sneak peek of the conference schedule, which brings me to my next tip. Don't wait until you arrive at the conference to look over the schedule of events. Spend some time a few weeks out looking over the conference schedule, the speakers, the breakout sessions, the fun happy hour style events. Mark down your can't miss events and add them to your calendar. And as you're scoping out the schedule, if there are any speakers or panels you plan to attend that have a Q&A session, you might even want to think of some questions in advance. This can help you avoid stumbling over your words in front of a crowd when you're handed the mic. You want to be remembered for that clever thing that you said, not for saying shark it mare instead of market share the second all eyes are on you. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. In addition to all of the conference sessions, there are two other things you'll want to find time for while you're there, social time and recharge time. Yes, schedule social time. If you have buddies you don't see often who will also be traveling to the conference, you might want to schedule a dinner or happy hour in advance, but also Keep some social time open so you can be flexible in the event of a spontaneous invite from a new friend. I actually don't have anything social planned in advance for Creative at Heart, but I do know there's a great Mexican restaurant nearby, so there's a 100% chance that I will be overdoing it on chips and salsa at some point with new friends. 
And on the flip side, find your recharge time. Introverts especially, take a look at the schedule in advance and find your windows for downtime. Yes, you want to do all the things and make new friends, but you also want to be at your best. And that means some quiet time to replenish your energy. One last quick tip for a few weeks out. Do you need to place an order for anything to take with you? Do you need to replenish your business card stash? Do you need a backup phone charger? Maybe a new outfit to wear? Now is the time to decide so you're not scrambling last minute. All right, conference time is almost here. Here's what you can do a few days out to increase your conference confidence. First, designate a specific notebook for capturing all of your ideas. Don't assume there will be a decent notebook in your swag bag and you'll lose random pieces of paper in a flash. And we all know that the margins of conference agendas never have enough room to get down all the good stuff. So whether you're a legal pad note taker or you like a full-size notebook, go ahead and bring your own, just in case. Next, make sure to pack the essentials, like those business cards you ordered, your phone, laptop, tablet, watch, all the chargers. If you want to be super popular among your fellow attendees and make fast friends, stash a compact power strip in your bag and create your own hallway or meeting room charging station. Don't forget that notebook we just discussed and a few good pins. Cheap freebie pins and hotel pins can be totally unpredictable. And make sure to check the weather in advance so you're packing weather-appropriate clothing. Heading to North Carolina in July, I've got sleeveless dresses packed for the 90-degree weather, but I tossed a light sweater in my bag since conference spaces can be notoriously chilly. Right before you leave, work through your out-of-office checklist, notifying clients, partners, and your team that you'll be out of the office and when you'll return. Assign emergency contacts and provide your backups with instructions. Set your away message and make sure to note whether you'll be checking email intermittently or if you'll respond to all your email once you return. There are no hard and fast rules, so just do what works best for you. And finally, practice your elevator pitch. How will you introduce yourself to new friends? There are tons of resources available for creating your own elevator pitch, but keep it simple if this is something new to you. Make it short, but memorable. Who you help and how you help them. Something like, hi, I'm Anna. I help busy professionals and business owners stop feeling overwhelmed and start spending time on what matters most. I'm a time management coach. Or, hi, I'm Michelle. I design heirloom stationery for brides with timeless traditional style so they can set the tone for their wedding day. Or, Hey, I'm Kelsey. I'm a realtor that helps first-time buyers make their first major investment with less stress and more confidence. Whatever your elevator pitch is, don't stress too much about it. You can always prep and practice while you're traveling. Okay, one last thing before you leave for the conference, and this is key. Add a time block to your calendar within a week of getting back called Conference Recap. This is your space to review your conference notes, pull out any action items, and make sure you process what you've learned. 
Now, why do we do this step before we even leave for the conference? Well, because once you get back, it's so easy to get swept up in the hustle and bustle of catching up on emails and getting back to work. The next thing you know, your notebook full of big ideas is lost in the back of a drawer, never to be seen again. All right, so we've covered what you can do before a conference in the months, weeks, and days ahead. So what happens once we get there? First, watch the booze. The easiest way to miss a brilliant 8 a.m. breakfast keynote is to go too hard at the post meet and greet bar crawl. You probably do not need your pregnant friend's extra drink tickets, so think twice before you order your fourth French 75. This is a conference, not spring break. If you do overdo it and you're feeling the pain, see if there's a remedy room style spot nearby or grab a big bottle of Gatorade before breakfast. Next, stick to your routine. If you work out every morning, find the hotel gym or do a streaming workout like Beachbody On Demand or the Peloton app. If you're typically in bed by 9 p.m., keep your schedule. Traveling for a conference is not the time to try out a new weightlifting routine in the hotel fitness center or throw your rhythms out of whack. However, if something like an easy morning yoga session is a part of the conference agenda, give it a shot, but try not to overdo it if you're trying something for the first time. Another tip, always, always have a pen handy. If you're swapping business cards, you might want to jot some details about your new friend on the back. I like to scribble where we met, what we talked about, and any quick action items or follow-up. Back when I worked in politics, I used an app called CamCard to snap a quick pic of a business card and go paper-free. If you've ever gotten back home from a conference with a stack of business cards and wondered, wait, who are all of these people? This tip can be a game changer for you. Okay, now this next one is boring, but it's necessary. Save your receipts. Or make sure you've got an app like QuickBooks or FreshBooks that you can use to take photos of your receipts before you toss them. A lot of places give you the option to email a receipt these days, but I like to have a Ziploc bag or a zipper pouch in my bag just in case. You'll want to hang on to these for reimbursement or tax documentation. I think we can all agree that digging through the bottom of your bag for crumpled receipts covered in stale airplane pretzel crumbs two weeks after you get home is no fun. And last big tip for while you're at the conference. Don't be afraid to approach speakers or panelists during the conference. Many of them love to chat offstage. Just make sure to watch for social cues and don't approach them if they appear to be deep in focus or preparing for an upcoming presentation. Okay, so you've wrapped up an awesome conference. You've made new friends. You've learned a ton of stuff. You're feeling energized, on fire, and you're ready to head back home and change the world. So what can you do once the conference is over? and you're back to reality. First, follow through with that conference recap time block you set before you left. Promise me you won't skip it and say you'll get around to it at some point. Life is going to get crazy, and before you know it, it's six months later, and everything you've learned has disappeared from your brain. 
If you collected business cards, take stock of all your new contacts and the notes jotted on the back. Consider sending an email, a LinkedIn message, or an Instagram DM, whichever is most appropriate based on your industry, to all or some of your new contacts. You can mention where you met and comment on something you discussed. You could even just send a general message that it was so great to meet them and that you hope to keep in touch. You'll also want to go through your special conference notebook, highlighting action items or key ideas that you'd like to implement. Now, what if you were recommended for or nominated to attend the conference on behalf of your company or an organization? If that's the case, consider sending a thank you email or writing a thank you note to the nominating body or the person who recommended you. If your organization is willing to invest in your conference attendance and professional development, it's worth saying thank you. A few years ago, I was nominated by the Junior League of New Orleans to attend a leadership conference, the Organizational Development Institute. So I sent a thank you note to the president and the chairman of the nominating committee for the opportunity. Similarly, if you made a personal connection with the conference organizer or staff, you might want to send a thank you note to them for creating an amazing experience. So now that you're back at your desk and back in the saddle, it's time to start prioritizing. If you return to your office to find that all hell broke loose while you were out of town and you feel like you're on the fast track to overwhelm city, stop, take a breath. You might even want to use the reset ritual you created back in episode 88 and then start prioritizing. It might feel like you're coming down from your conference high and returning to a mountain of work to tackle and that you'll be playing catch up forever, but you've got this. One thing at a time, prioritize and make it happen. So there you have it. Yes, my friend, you can win at conferences. It just takes a little planning and follow through, and I'm pretty darn confident that you can make it happen. So I know I've shared a lot with you to help you amp up your conference confidence. So let me recap those tips real quick before we go. First, before the conference, a few months out, add the conference dates to your calendar, set expectations with your team and with your family. Look at the weeks before and after your conference and plan accordingly. Set boundaries and decide in advance what constitutes an emergency and what you're willing to do while you're in conference mode. And most importantly, get clear about your primary goal for attending the conference. Whether it's to learn, meet new people, or cultivate new business, knowing your goal can influence how you show up. Then, a few weeks out, make sure you're following the conference's social media accounts and getting involved in the Facebook group if there is one. Scope out the conference schedule so you can plan your can't-miss events in advance. Schedule social time, but leave some room for spontaneity. Figure out what pockets of time you can use for recharge. And finally, place an order for things like business cards or chargers so you're not scrambling last minute. Then, a few days out, choose your conference notebook, pack the essentials, go through your out-of-office checklist, practice your elevator pitch, and add a time block to your calendar the week you get back for a conference recap. Then, 
while you're there, watch the booze, stick to your routine, always have a pen handy, save your receipts, and don't be afraid to approach speakers and say hello. And then once you get home, follow through with that conference recap time block, reach out to any new contacts you've made that you want to keep in touch with, go through your conference notebook and pull any action items you want to pursue, send thank you notes, and then kick your prioritization skills into high gear as you're getting back into the back to work groove. I'd love to know what conferences you are looking forward to and if this conference confidence checklist is helpful for you. Pop over to the free It's About Time group on Facebook and let us know. You can find it in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. I'd love to see you in Mandeville, Louisiana this November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for the School of Styling. Learn more about the School of Styling and grab your seat to this intimate three-day conference that's the perfect mix of business and creative before they're all gone. Tickets for the November 2021 workshop are on sale now for a limited time at theschoolofstyling.com. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 89. And before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 90. At the end of episode 88, I told you that in 89, we'd be diving into one of my favorite tools for clearing your head, the mind sweep. And then I decided to run with this episode on prepping for your next conference instead. So next week in episode 90, I'll tell you all about your new favorite tool for clearing out the cobwebs in your head and starting fresh. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.